0: Wrestling fans, welcome to the Pwz Podcast. This is your host Rick Del Santo, and this is the two hundred and sixty sixth episode of Pwz Podcast. Uh, how did that? How did we get that far? This is uh, so incredible that we've uh, lasted this long. I think, at least. Uh, <laughs> so, a couple quick announcements. Uh, first, I want to say that, uh, of course, this week uh, we have James Allen, president of. New World Wrestling Extreme on this show, and we talk a little bit about his professional wrestling career before becoming a uh, promoter. We talk some Tony Rumble, Ox Baker, King Kong Bundy, and uh, a ton of others you know, uh, throughout his career, and of course, we transition into the New World Wrestling Extreme uh, uh, side of it and upcoming shows, and and it was, uh, it was a lot of fun, I thought, for a great conversation talking about uh, professional wrestling in New England. Uh, first I want to, uh, uh, talk about, uh, last night or this past Saturday night, excuse me, uh, tough and talented ran their big gym, uh, Anderson Memorial event. Uh, congratulations to Stevie legend for winning the, uh, big gym cup. Uh, it was a very, uh, hard fought victory there out of that battle Royal, but the, uh, the tag team matches that led up to it were, uh, very good, very good in uh, uh, tough battles. So uh, we got to see a great um, Survivor Series style match, which included uh, Lucas Chase, uh, uh, Randy Shawn, uh, Ryan Frost, and many others. So uh, some of that footage should be up on YouTube at some point. Um, for, and then our next announcement, um, Coliseum Pro Wrestling has uh, announced that they're running their next event here. It'll be April 28th, uh, Opportunity for Success 2, which will be running at the Elks Lodge in West Haven, Connecticut. Tickets are $20, $10 for Elks members. Uh, no uh, matches or talent have been announced as of yet, but stay tuned here or the Coliseum Pro Wrestling uh, social media for the uh, uh, updates. So I want to uh, thank you for once again for tuning in and... Uh, before we get to our interview with James Allen, I want you to check this out. Hey, this is the
1: one-man gold mine, the one-man enterprise of professional wrestling and all entertainment, Flynn Hendricks. And you better believe when I'm looking for a good podcast to listen to, I go to my own. I go to the I Know You Hear Me podcast hosted by me, Flynn Hendricks. That is such a fresh perspective for how you should look at life. too. Like I just, I love that. And then when I'm feeling spooky, I go to my other podcast, Tales from the Haunt, where myself, yeah. I want my head shoved inside a 15-pound silicone mask more. <laughs> you know, I want to have a bucket of sweat coming off me at the end of the night than just Jeff.
0: Dogs don't like eggs, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I hate you so much. Talk to other scare actors about what it takes to get into the world of scare acting. So if you're curious about how people became professional wrestlers, actors, prioritized their mental health, became entrepreneurs, avoided burnout, or got into scare acting, you need to go check out I Know You Hear Me and Tales from the Haunt, available on all podcasting platforms. And I know you hear me. World Wrestling Extreme makes its native Massachusetts debut with Reloaded, Saturday night, 25th at the Native Go! The Playboy challenges the Tokyo Monster for the Extreme Heavyweight Championship. The Mass Home returns to take on the Cure, of Lucas Chase. The this debut against the New England Power Couple. Live TV taping of Heroes of the Ring Championship Wrestling, owned by Tropson. WWE Wrestling outside Jim Duncan will be in action. Get your tickets at NWWExtreme.com.
0: I oh, want to welcome to the uh, Peter Busy Podcast, New World Wrestling Extreme President and James Allen. How are you today?
2: hey how you doing man thanks for having me
0: i'm very happy to have you here today it's been a while sorry for the technical difficulties uh literally sat here for about 20 minutes trying to get you uh linked in here
2: (laughs) hey you know what it happens you know electronics
0: (laughs) i know so um before we get into new world wrestling extreme which uh, you have a bunch of shows coming up in april uh let's talk a little bit about your wrestling career um I didn't not I was not able to try to uh, able to find who you trained with. I know you worked under the name Trooper Gilmore for uh quite some time, correct?
2: Well I trained I trained with Jose Perez, uh Anthony Rufo, Ali Muhammad, uh, guys like that. Started back uh early night January of nineteen ninety five. I signed up ninety four, December of ninety four. I started training. <laughs> At a wrestling company called N.E.W.A. New England Wrestling Alliance uh, under a guy, promoter Rocco Delessandro out in Rhode Island. Uh, So that's that's where I, you know, back in the day, you know, it was before we had all this video stuff. Everything was VHS and, you know it's like you really got to really look look hard, you know, to really find certain things, you know what I mean?
0: You had to send out your 8 by 10s to promoters and videos and stuff like that to try to get yeah. on gigs all over, all over right. the place.
2: You know, I mean, as far as even cassette tapes, little cassette tapes with your music on it, you know what I'm saying? You had to have it queued yeah. up yeah. on your own, having business cards and, you know, your little Rolodex with you and stuff like that.
0: Uh, I want to know that um, you work quite a bit with um, Tony Rumble, right? For the Century Wrestling Alliance.
2: Yes, I started with Tony Rumble November 1st, 1996, when it was the Century Wrestling Alliance. uh, Back in the day and later on turned NWA New England uh, with the National Wrestling Alliance.
0: Yep. Yep, you worked there for quite some time. It looked like uh I, now did you uh, ever work here? I work in uh I live in Wallingford, Connecticut, and I know that Century Wrestling Alliance uh ran a lot here as well as um uh NWA New England for quite some time. Yeah. Did you ever yeah. work here in Wallingford?
2: Yeah, at the uh Toyota of Wallingford. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we did many many shows there outdoors in the uh at the dealership.
0: Yeah yeah i probably saw you there i mean because i used to go to those a lot uh back in the probably, oh, probably mid mid late 90s i think
2: yeah it was probably somewhere around 97 98. you know yeah, if you went sounds- to them, if you went to them you definitely seen me because i i was yeah. on all those shows so uh,
0: yeah, yeah, sounds uh sounds about right. I don't, I'm trying to remember I mean, so so long ago you can't really remember a lot. I do remember Tony being there, King Kong Bundy, guys like that.
2: Yep, yep. Yep. I hey, uh yeah, we did a lot of shows in Wallingford. We did New Britain a lot, New Britain Sports
0: Palace. Uh Oh, that was uh they put on a lot of really great shows there. Uh a lot of that, that building has a really great history of uh professional wrestling there. ECW ran there back in the day as well.
2: Yep. Yep, yep. Yep. Yeah. A lot, a lot of good times. A lot of good journeys. Uh, you know, being involved with that organization. You know, it's kind of. You know, brought me. You know, I wrestled in like 24 states in my in my career. My you know my beginning stages. Uh, you know, a lot of different NWA's. I've been part of uh, one of the anniversary shows down in Florida. Uh, one half tag team champions with the outpatient. We were criminally insane uh, back back in those days. Uh, so you know, we got a lot of involvement with the National Wrestling Alliance.
0: I have some of those on DVD. Some of those anniversary shows over the years. I have yeah, a we, lot of those.
2: It was in. Uh, I think it was the fifty third. I think it was, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, it's been so long, but it was in uh, Tampa, St. Pete. Uh, yeah.
0: Yep. I think I have. Uh, I know. I'm pretty sure I have that one on DVD. There was a a bunch that were distributed on DVD over the years. Um, yeah. You know,
2: a lot of guys yeah. that that were actually on that show was like Brian Danielson and and Christopher Daniels and uh, CM Punk and. A lot of them guys were, you know, uh, you know, uh, down there, you know, before they actually yeah. got big break and stuff, you know. They were hot on the indie scene,
0: you know. Everybody is talking about Punk and Danielson and, and Daniels uh, back in the day. They were like, like you said, they were really hot on the independent scene. Right. Yep. Yeah,
2: you had uh, nice talk- Reckless Youth, and a few other guys, you know
0: yeah i guess uh what happened to reckless youth he, he i heard that he had signed for a developmental deal back in the day and then uh i guess exited that and ended up just getting a real uh adult job you know instead and, of working wrestling.
2: Yeah, i think i just i think he just like turned around and just retired you know what i mean i know he's uh you know i haven't talked to him in a while but i know he's pretty successful on what he's doing outside of wrestling
0: yeah yeah Uh, you had, I'm going to ask you about some of the guys that you work with and we can go ahead and shoot, uh, towards what you got going on now. Uh, tell me about working with Ox Baker. You had a part of Ox's army.
2: Yeah. You know, Ox was, uh, ball (laughs) buster, big guy. You know what I mean? Ox. Yeah. I mean, we did some, uh, stuff down in, uh, Connecticut, New Britain with him and stuff like that. And then we did some stuff with, uh, MWF. Millennium Wrestling Federation, uh, yeah. I mean, it was good work with him. You know what I mean? Just uh, really, uh, yeah. I know he had some health problems. Like when I first met him, he had some hip issues, and then he got all straightened right. out. And then when you seen him again, you know what I mean? After getting all fixed up and stuff, he was walking straight, walking good. You know what I mean? Very good guy. Uh, very uh, into. God, Jesus, stuff like that, and very religious, I should say.
0: Um, let me ask you uh, about King Kong Bundy, working with him.
2: King Kong Bundy, uh, we we worked a lot, a lot of matches, uh, a lot of main events. Uh, we did some handicap matches. I did some tag it up with Joel Davis, the real deal, Joel Davis. Uh, <laughs> that. that I, uh,
0: I recently had Joel on my podcast. I actually spoke to him about an hour ago uh, before, Ed. He told me to tell you hello.
2: (laughs) Yeah. What's up, Joel? (laughs) Yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. Me and Joel Davis, we did a lot of road trips together from Pennsylvania uh, to upstate New York to New York City, uh, wrestling out in the Queens uh, for the old uh, LIWF. Uh, long Island Wrestling Federation. Uh, they uh Mike Lombardi there. I think he's still the same guy. I think he's the same guy who owns New. I think you know.
0: Really, I didn't realize I, that was the same guy. If that is the same guy,
2: I think it is. I'm not. It's just been so long, but I think that's when he was out in the Long Island, living out in the Long Island area. I'm not really, you know. It, I know the last name was Lombardi. I know that. Uh, but I mean Joel would probably Joel Davis would probably know more uh you know, his name to the to the facts, you know. But but anyways, yeah. walk, working with King Kong Bundy. It was he, he was a trip. He was a trip to work, you know what I mean? He actually uh put me over one time. Um, you know because he had a manager Bull Montana the legendary Bull Montana you probably know the name I
0: remember him yep, yep. and
2: that was at, that was actually at the Roxy in Boston when we did a show, a show at the Roxy in Boston uh he actually put me over uh, it was that me and Bundy, we became like really good friends over the years. You know what I mean? Even bringing them here to New World Wrestling Extreme um, back like uh, 2000 and like four around that when I was running uh, Sandwich High School, Wareham High School down on the Cape and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, he, he's, uh, I used to talk to him quite a bit. Um, very serious guy, you know. Um, very big guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, that's not the first the, the first big guy that I ever worked. I've actually uh, worked Abdullah the Butcher back in 1997. Uh, blood up pretty good, you know, dangerous dude. Guys <laughs> used to break my chops with him when we were doing a show in Augensburg, New York, uh, you know, saying, hey, you're going to work Abdullah the Butcher tonight. And this big-ass dude comes in there with a big cigar, a pizza, suit soup, and all this stuff. He's like, oh, my God. You know, before I even met him, it was looking at pictures in a book. And this guy's full of blood, all cuts all over his head. And this guy actually walks in the locker room, you know? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. That, that was, uh, and, and meanless out of anybody out of that locker room, he has me hold all his personal belongings in one of those hang, giant handkerchief things that he wore on his head or whatever you want to call it. And I was just like, okay, you know, this guy don't know me from a hole in the wall. and But I'm the like, youngest guy there and but he had trust in me i guess but like something was gonna happen to it anyways you know what i mean that was like and what was holding it closed was a giant diamond ring i mean this thing was huge you know but he was a nice guy you know yeah after that i ended up getting to work on uh chelsea armory uh later on a few months later you know, didn't have to. I did. I think there was a reason behind it. You know.
0: Okay. Yeah. Let's
2: see if it's like one of those guys that uh, called the cops or something. You know what I mean? But that right. wasn't the case. You know. I think just from that one that day forward, I was just like one of the boys in the locker room, and I had a lot of matches with the Brotherhood. Uh,
0: you know. I was about to bring of- uh bring. I was about to bring up uh, Jason Rumble. What your uh, memories are working with him?
2: Jason, I worked with him a few times. He was, he, you know, he was good at what he did. You know, he was good. Uh, yeah. I never really. Uh, I think I wrestled him once um, back in Wakefield a few years. I'm probably around 2000. Uh, but I did a lot of work with Tony Rumble, the Brotherhood. Okay. Uh, Knuckles Nelson, uh, Eric Sprazier, and those guys. A lot of work. I mean, uh, even uh, work with them in the uh, main spotlight uh, for ESPN's Outside the Lines, America's Hold On Pro Wrestling, that we didn't even know that it was ESPN uh, deal going on until I got the phone call and say, hey, watch ESPN. You're going to be on ESPN tonight. So that was a uh, A thing i got to do when i was on espn with him with the with the brotherhood and tony rumble and you know that was exciting you know i actually have the recording on a vhs type because that's all i have most of my stuff is on vhs (laughs)
0: so
2: honestly i wish i I still had
0: a lot of my old
2: yeah, I mean, I got a whole bookshelf full. I don't have anything to, I, I mean, I got to get somebody one of these days to put them on a DVD um, because I don't have a, all these, I mean, I got a lot of hidden gems, you know, matches and, right. you know, just stuff I can't watch right now, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and uh, New England and that time period was a really awesome area i think it's really really good right now obviously you know because you're a promoter there's a lot of really great talent going on uh in the uh in the northeast and in new england
2: i think it's very hot right now and back in my in you know in the 90s it was really hot too because we were doing shows like literally i mean i didn't like work um all different kinds of wrestling companies back then Back then in the 90s, there was only a few. You had the NWA, you had Yankee Pro, you had Empire. I mean, you didn't have, you know, uh, Chaotic. You didn't have uh, PAPW. You didn't have, you know, all these companies. You didn't have a New World Wrestling Extreme. You know what I mean? And as time went on, things changed, of course. Tony passed. you know, people, you know, moved on, stopped promoting, all these other wrestling companies were formed, you know, and there's a lot of them and there's a lot of good companies here in New England, too, you know, and there's definitely yeah. a lot of talent that's rolling, rolling around, you know what I mean? And it's like a lot of guys like a Lucas Chase, a Dustin Waller. Uh, I mean, I can I just I can keep, you know, naming them, you know,
0: Um, I'm telling you those two that you mentioned are literal stars. Like, seriously, uh, Lucas Chase, I mean, this guy, and he's a complete professional in the ring. I've watched him numerous times uh, here at shows, whether it be PAPW, Coliseum Pro. I saw him last night uh, uh, at a Tough and Talented show. That guy is just, uh, he's become, in the last, like, two years, one of my favorites to watch on the independence.
2: Oh, Solid. Yeah. He's actually one of the a regular here in uh, New World Wrestling Extreme now. We're actually working a thing with him, and... You know, I think he's probably could be a future N.W.W. Extreme champion. Um, yeah. But we—he's kind of like on the main—the uh, main deal going on here in N.W.W. Extreme right now. Uh, and we like having him. be solid. You know what I mean? And we're trying to, you know, help him out get down to uh Thunder Championship Wrestling because uh, that's our like our sister company down there. Um, so you know, we're trying to like. What what we're trying to do is we're trying to work with other independent companies too. You know what I mean? Right. That's one thing yeah. I've always do. I push everybody's shows support indie wrestling. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's like I try to. Push. It's very
0: important to.
2: Well, you know, I think if people network more together, I think everybody succeeds. You know, uh, yes, I don't. I think there's a lot of networking going on, um, you know, in the independent business, because, I mean, I don't know if it is if some people are afraid to share other people's stuff or uh, or they just don't want to. You know what I mean? I don't know what the, the, the big scenario is, you know. But, I mean, if people work together, everybody succeeds, you know, point blank
0: sometimes some guys some promoters I should say don't like to share uh talent I guess you should say. You no. Know, like but, kind of what you were getting.
2: Right. And 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 the thing is is the talents all independent contractors. They don't belong to anybody. You know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah. they, they you know but only one thing I've always said, you know, if you're going to hold a title at a particular company, okay? Then that's their priority at the time. Especially if they're, you know what I mean? If you're running some you know, running a show and you're their champ, well, you gotta be there. You know?
0: Right.
2: That's just respect right off the bat, you know, because that's why some guys get tangled in sometimes and they hold multiple championships for multiple companies. And then when you got, you know, one or two uh shows running at the same day, you know, one could be in Connecticut, one could be in Mass, one could be in Rhode Island. You're holding a belt for three different companies, then what do you do then? You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, it's respect. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. So um uh, but I mean I've had a I've had an awesome career, man. And I, I've I've seen a lot. I've done a lot, met a lot of great people. Um uh, Worked, I mean, I've never wrestled for the ECW uh, events. I've been there for like extras back in the day through Tony Rumble. Uh, Set up arenas, though. That's what I did. I set up chairs. I set up, you know, basically crew. You know what I mean? But I was there and I was in the back with the boys and I was told to bring my gear. You know, it happened almost once, but, you know. It just, the other guy shot, I think it was, I don't even know who the hell was they waiting to show up or something. I don't know what it was, but it would have been one of those quick matches anyways, you know.
0: So tell me about the formation of New World Wrestling. Uh, I guess you before you uh, were New World Wrestling Extreme, you were New World Wrestling, correct?
2: Yeah, we were just uh, New World Wrestling. The way it all started out, back in 2002, I met an individual in the boxing uh, world. His name was Chris Pender. His cousin was Paul Pender, the boxer uh, out here in the Boston area and stuff like that. Um, so we, I got hooked in through somebody else, a friend of mine named Mike Brunson hooked me into this guy. And at the time, we were starting a form where we were going to do boxing one month, wrestling one month, and work together. And this was all taking place in the Bronx at Skate Key, at a place called the Skate Skate Key. Um, so we ran one boxing show, and then we were set to start running the wrestling shows there because originally, even though I was out of Rhode Island uh, at the time, Blackstone, Mass, right outside South of Worcester, um, and this guy was from the Boston area. Um, we were going to actually run our first show actually in the Bronx uh, okay. back in 2002. Um, so the guy just got mixed into the wrong stuff or whatever the hell he was doing, I don't even know, but the guy ended up passing away. I turned around and said, you know what? I'm going to keep this thing going. You know? And 2003, when, like that whole year, 2002 to December of '03. I just started prepping things, getting things ready. And I ran our, I ran our first show in uh, in 2003, uh, December 1st, 2003, in uh, Blackstone, Massachusetts, uh, my hometown area. Uh, but, yeah, it was New World Wrestling, and years went on, and I just wanted to get a little, you know, a little different, you know? I just wanted to... And, you know, some people said, why do you call them extreme? You're not doing like, you know, blood and this and that. And, you know, you know, I mean, we've done some hardcore stuff with barbed wire and tables and, you know, stuff like that. But my whole object was like extreme fun. Not so much extreme yeah. fun. More of extreme fun. Uh, in November, we just had our 20th anniversary Uh 20 years in the game but when we started and just like anybody else we started with nothing I rented a ring I rented an entrance way I rented you know had small stuff you know nervous to hell you know running your first show you know not you know telling the guys oh you, you want this guy to do this thing you know you don't know how to say it, some of these guys are your friends but people are like listen you're the boss you gotta do what you gotta do You say what you need done, and that's the end of it, you know. Uh, But over the years, we gathered up. I invested um, a lot. Uh, You know, now we got A to Z. You know, it took 20 years, but I got A to Z. You know, my personal vehicle, pickup truck, Z71, all decked out, New World Wrestling Extreme, support indie wrestling, Same thing with my 20-foot trailer all decked out, support indie wrestling. So everywhere I go, when we're on the move or in my everyday job of being a truck driver, going back and forth to work, my truck shows support indie wrestling. So I I didn't do it just for uh, New World Wrestling Extreme. I did it to support the whole uh, independent wrestling scene.
0: Yep. My, I'm going to ask you this one question. I know it kind of, might be kind of random, but uh, this is often a uh, discussion that comes up, and um, I think the independents are a very important uh, part of professional wrestling. It's um, to me, it's the backbone of professional wrestling. It's the backbone of, say, WWE and AEW or what have you. You know, uh, what what um, what's your opinion on that?
2: Well, I I think you're correct on that because, you know, this is where it all starts. It's almost like AAA baseball,
0: right?
2: you know, to pro baseball. You know what I mean? Um, I I think, you know, I mean, there's always going to be independent wrestling and you feel like independent wrestling was like there first. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, it's... um, I just think there's there's so much talent out there all over the country and around the world. Uh, Independent wrestling, you know, is a a real good thing. And, I mean, that's, hey, you know, that's where everybody comes from. You know, they got to start from somewhere. You just don't wake up and go to the, you know, train and go right to the big time, you know, it just, you
0: know. I mean, some people just don't don't understand that. You know what I mean? How important independent wrestling is to the entire industry.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's very important, you know? Um, But you, know, it's like, I don't know. It's, I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of guys come from the indie scene and go to the, to the big deal. You know, yeah. I mean, just uh, just like I'll give you an example. Like I was wrestling in Puerto Rico back in 2011 and I, my roommate for the hotel room was El Genico, which is everybody knows it's Sami Zane. I mean, yep. it's hot, hot on the indie scene. And, you, you know, it wasn't, you know, he didn't talk about, oh, well, I'm going to WWE or anything like that he told me that he was going to be doing something big soon and that we going to go another way, you know, with him and not using the algenico. But then you come to find out he's Sammy Zayn in, in WWE. You right. Know?
0: <laughs> and look at him now. He's uh, probably one of the hottest guys that they have uh, on TV right now.
2: Yeah, he's definitely hot. And I hope they keep doing something you know what they what they look like they're doing. I just hope they keep on going. You know, yeah. And hopefully they don't kill it. You know, because honestly, with the WWE stuff, I kind of like stop watching a lot. Of, I watch a lot of AEW. All right, yeah. But the last couple weeks, I've started watching WWE a little more because uh, this stuff's actually interesting right now. But right now. AEW is hot as hell, you know? But that's, yeah. like, it, you see a lot of guys, you know, and I think it's great because a lot of guys that are on the indie scene went there, Yep, you know? So they kind of, like, built their own, their own deal, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and I think it's awesome.
0: They have more creative freedom, I think, in the AEW side as opposed to WWE, which is uh, yeah, probably absolutely. it could be a it could be a benefit, but it could also it might turn around and bite them at the same time. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah, but they got good backing. You know what I yeah. mean? Oh. So, yeah. But any anything can happen too. You know.
0: Yeah. I mean, I have uh, i don't necessarily watch either one on a regular basis. I, I usually tune into Raw and then I kind of fast forward to a lot of the stuff that I don't really like or care for. And pretty much the same thing with like AEW. You know what I mean? It's just I want to see the stuff I'm interested in. Uh, most of the stuff I watch literally is like uh, stuff that's out of the New England uh, independent scene because that is right. my personal preference when it comes to professional wrestling.
2: Right. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I, I just started going, like, because it's hard with my everyday work schedule because I'm a truck driver during the week. and But I've actually gone to a couple independent shows, other independent shows, you know, going there, supporting, you know, being there. Like, a new company that's been around about a year now, uh, New England Ring Rap, uh Gladiators out of Fairhaven. Okay. Uh, S- small company, but they, they're doing a good job over there. You know, they get a good house. Now, it's a small place they work at, but they're averaging 120 to 180 people. You know? That's actually and, not
0: that's not too bad, to be honest. No, with you.
2: It's, it's a small VFW, but the way they got things, and they're growing. You know what I mean? And they just right. opened up a wrestling school down there in New Bedford and stuff like that. And uh, the head trainer is Mike Baker, Brickhouse Baker. Uh,
1: okay.
2: Uh, what she was on, uh, you know, 33 years in the business, you know what I mean? But, you know, they, they got a good thing going on, you know? And, you know, so, you know, and they, and they got some good, you know, they got some students there, you know? It's not like, you know, they're trying to, they, they got a good 20 to 25 people at a time on, you know, Monday and a Wednesday, you know? So,
0: yeah, what's your um, who do you got your eye on here, Connecticut? Who do you think is out there kill or not in Connecticut, excuse me, New England, I should say, uh, out there killing it? Uh, you know, um, that's getting the eye of uh, should be getting the eye of the majors. Who's uh, out there? Well, uh, I, the I, think,
2: I think right now, Dustin Wall is hot, okay? Dustin Wall is uh, he is definitely getting out there. He's been doing some traveling and stuff like that. K long King. Yep. Uh, he, he, he's another one. He's
0: great. Yeah. He's uh, awesome. I think so.
2: I'm trying to get, uh, I've contacted them a few times, but they don't always answer the message. And they've been to my shows back in the summertime in my Woonsocket shows who showed up. A lot of guys show up, uh, to the shows. Um, uh, but like Lucas Chase, I think he's gonna go somewhere um uh, sooner or later. Um, you know, this is uh Ichiban, he's yep. e- fantastic. Um you gotta you gotta you got a lot of a lot of solid talent coming out of Connecticut, you know?
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I just, you know, I saw like I said, I saw Ichiban wrestle last night uh, against a guy named uh, Red Sawyer. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him at all. Uh, He's out of New Haven. Yeah. He's out of New Haven, Connecticut. And I thought that was a lot of fun. That that whole match was a lot of fun. It went literally all over the, uh, I don't want to say the arena, but the arena, you know, (laughs) the VFW hall or whatever you want to call it. It was all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. No,
2: I think, yeah, it is definitely, uh, yeah, I think Ichiban's going to be I think he's probably soon to go somewhere. I think
0: he's, uh, I would hope so. Cause I think that I would hope so. Cause I think that that guy is like every match that he goes out there and does. It's a, uh, he, he has like a little hint of maybe, you know, the great Muda maybe. And with a lot of the maneuvers that he can do, maybe, uh, I don't want to say like Lucha Libre, but he could, you know, he could do a little bit of flying at the same time.
2: Yeah. I, I, I uh, I think he's yeah. I would have to say so. You know what I mean? I had him on a show uh, once already. Um, and he did a good job. You know what I mean? I was yeah. impressed. You know what I mean? I, you know, I see him on the scene. He's a lot to do with Tos. You know, test the mm-hmm. strength. Um, yep. You know, and you know he, you know, he learned from a good trainer, Slick Wagner Brown. You know what I mean? He's a Walter kowalski guy, you know. Um, yep. Other guys that come to mind, um, Jay Freddie, um, uh, Mike Skyros. Very uh, good as a, well. He's another one that I've been seeing on the indie scene. Um, you know, and basically and that's what I do. I watch a lot of the indie scene stuff on, on Facebook or whatnot, and you know, checking these guys out. On, you know, who's going to be the next guy coming into New World Wrestling Extreme? You know,
0: you always got to have your eyes open as a promoter.
2: Well, absolutely, and I, I have to watch everything going on. But one thing I don't do, um, I book a lot of talent away from Rhode Island and away from Mass because I don't want my show to be the same as a promotion that's a half hour to 45 minutes from me that could be running on the same day. Um, the thing I don't do is double booking stuff. You know what I mean? Because right. I don't want things interfering with my uh, on what I got going on. Uh, even though I care about you know what everybody's out there doing as far as support your independence, but when it comes to affecting my show uh, because of a double booking and stuff like that, I just, I, I kind of shy away from that stuff, yeah. and I always have. I got- it's the way way it is because I want my shows to be different. You know, I, I, I got my regular guys, and I also, um, I, I got you know, guys I bring in here and there or every other show or whatnot. And, um, you know, I got so many shows coming up, I mean, I, I can use. People from all over. I mean, I use a lot in Connecticut, Western Mass, Florida, uh, uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York. Uh, I mean, I use guys from all over the place. Probably a good, you know, eight, eight, nine states.
0: Okay, it's good. Um, so you've got some some good shows. You've got a couple of shows announced here. yet the one at the end of the month, and then uh, one in April. Uh, you got Hacksaw Jim Duggan appearing March 25th in, uh, let's see where that is. I don't have the, I have it, but I don't oh. Nate, Natick, Nate Massachusetts.
2: Natick, Natick, Elkslot, yeah. Natick, Mass.
0: Okay. That's, uh, that's, looks like it's going to be a loaded show. It looks like it'll be a little, a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, I think it is. I mean, tickets are moving pretty good. I mean, one thing about our shows, uh we start, so we sell tickets. We're selling tickets to three different states. We in New Hampshire, Connecticut, Mass. We're actually Rhode Island. They're probably like four different states. We actually have uh, people coming out, to uh, you know, checking out our events, which is pretty damn cool. And the only reason why I, because the way our tickets uh, sales uh, are set up, they got to put their address in there. And the reason why we do it, because when they print out their tickets, you know, their their payment confirmation. If they saying that they lose it or whatever, they come to the door. Hey, this is so and so. All they gotta do is show their ID and we got everything on file in our email. So we we verify people that way also. Uh, but yeah, I mean we do have a, a, a great card that night. We had a couple changes go on because do some some injuries and stuff. So we had a couple of replacements we had to do. Uh
0: yep. But Jack not, Dalton, uh the Jack Dalton broke his ankle. I was at the show that he broke his ankle at.
2: Yeah, so I mean, that's the second time. The last time he was gonna come in, he come down with the COVID or the China flu, wow. the hell you want to call it. Um, <laughs> so but I mean, we're still gonna get him up, yeah. I mean, just you know, some just bad timing, you know. Um, he's another one that I've been like checking out. One that's young and on the scene. He does a very good job and he's actually shows up, you know, help wise, this, that, you know, whatever you need him to do, he's there to do it. Uh, which is uh, Stevie Legend. Uh, Steve is Stevie, great. Yep. Stevie Legend is a great kid. He's being trained the right way. Uh, he's got a heart of a line. He, You know, he. I guess he won the uh, Jim's Cup uh, yesterday. Uh, which I was yes, very, ha- very happy to see that um, we actually had. I think it was last uh, last summer, summer Sizzle. We did a uh, first uh, annual memorial battle royal for Big Jim. Uh, you know, and the thing is, with that, when he would he when he passed, when Big Jim passed, he was actually one half of the tag team champions. Um, at the time with Ryan Frost when they were doing the uh, the human dog gimmick. Um, yep. Oh, so, you know, and we'll end up doing another battle royal uh, second annual uh, this July, July twenty second. Um, but after we leave March twenty fifth, and from Natick, we go back to our third show at the Bridgewater Vets Club uh, with Spring Slam. And that's going to be featuring the SATs, the Spanish announced team, uh, that we got coming in. Uh, so that, It's been that's, a while
0: since I've seen those guys. They haven't, I, you know, I, yeah. I used to watch them. I think, you know, back in the day, at like uh, they were in TNA and they were in uh, Ring of Honor, obviously, yeah. back yeah. years ago.
2: I think they did some work in M- MLW also, and they, they're, they're working yep. with Game Changer right now. Um, I talked to Jose um, you know, quite quite frequent, you know um, Joel, I should say Jose and then Will all three of them will be here on uh, the 29th of April um, and like I said, this is our third event at the Bridgewater Vets um, so we have them going against actually the Hoods uh, that night, which is going to be a uh, a really good
0: match. Uh, do you have anything else announced as far as those guys? Because uh, I don't see any other, uh, like in uh, a poster here with any other talent listed for that show. Oh, or is that, it not come out yet?
2: Well, that, uh, that post is not out yet. We're waiting to okay. get the show first. Um, that way, you know, just in case there's, who knows, title changing hands, you never know what may happen that night. But that, that poster, yeah, uh, you you, know, you just don't know. I mean, somebody not, you know what I mean? It's just, I like to, uh, you know, probably within two days after that event, the, the poster for April will be out the commercial within a week's time from there. Uh, I mean, we, the event page is out there right now. We got that small little advertiser with the, uh, uh the SATs, um, uh, you know, and then from, from there we go to uh, Woonsocket, uh, Combat Warfare 13. That's May 20th, um, and June uh, June 17th we're in Central Falls, Rhode Island, Road to Summer Sizzle 23. We just locked in a deal uh, today with uh, in Fall River, Massachusetts, at the. Um, King Phillips Yacht Club uh, for July 15th. Uh, so we just locked in another date, July 22nd, back in Woonsocket. where are uh, that summer sizzler 23. And, then we, you know, we're fully loaded all the way to December.
0: Wow. You guys are booked that far out. Wow.
2: Yeah, we're, we're, we're locked in right now with 12 events uh, as of today. Uh, but we booked um, out. I booked out all the um, events back in like uh, January. I started hammering them down. Three of them in Woonsocket were locked in uh, last September, so I already went into before the new year. Already had three events because that's our home base area. Uh, but like I said, as of today, we're locked in with twelve, and we're shooting out of Lucky thirteen and Newport, Rhode Island. Uh, at a brewery uh, called Coastal Extreme, uh, okay. brewery, Newport, Newport Storm. Um, so we're just waiting for them to finish up their brand-new complex over there, and uh, it's going to be game time probably sometime this summer.
0: Do you have any – I know you guys, you guys hit Connecticut at least once, right, so far?
2: Yeah, we were in Putnam, Connecticut uh, a couple times. We did at this place called Charlie Bravo's. Uh, out in Putnam, Connecticut. Really not my uh, cup of tea over there. So I probably, I'm going to have to say I probably won't return back to that particular place. Uh, not that, you know, it's they just weren't. I'm not like, familiar
0: with it.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, it's just in a small town in Putnam, Connecticut and they just I, I, honestly, I think the place has a bad rep in a sense or had bad, bad okay. rep back in the day. So I don't think they're even getting like a lot of regular people there. So I tried it and it was just more or less costing more than what it was coming in. Um, Right. So it's just, you know, I'm not I'm not going to take the shows. And and another thing is, too, I'm not trying to cater to the 21 plus bar crowd type of scene. I tried it. Um, Our thing is family entertainment. Um, And that's how it's always been. I tried to do something a little different, but it's just not my, I don't feel comfortable doing that stuff because we promote family entertainment and that's what I want to cater to is to the family shows.
0: I like that you just said that because I feel that um, for a while, maybe say in the 1990s, early 2000s, that there was a lot of wrestling that wasn't necessarily family, uh, family oriented, or, or you know, something that you could take you or your your whole family with. So when I was a kid growing up in the nineteen eighties, my dad used to take us to go see like the WWF in New Haven, Connecticut, and right. and and such. And uh, to me, that's always uh, very important. And I like to bring my kids, my my seven year old son, uh, right. to shows. And so I um, if I don't know the company, you know, I know pretty much know all the companies here in Connecticut and. So I know that I'm not going to get necessarily anything uh, absurd uh, to bring him. You know what I mean. Uh, And and if I do, then if there is something that might be a little off, then obviously I can't take him.
2: So, right. And that's just how you know. Every time I promote, you know, New World Wrestling. I mean, I promote every day. I'm promoting New World Wrestling. That's I live, breathe it, whatever. It's always. Bring your mom, your dad, your sister, your uncle, your, your grandfather, whatever. This is a family affair. You know what I mean? Especially if you got, you know, families that are always busy and stuff like that. And you get a night, a Saturday or a Friday night to go out with your family, go to dinner, go to a wrestling show, have a good time, you know, watch quality professional wrestling, family entertainment, you know, and, uh, and that's how I was. You know, back in the nineties when I was in the NWA, it was all about family. You know what I mean? It was all about doing them type of shows from doing shows at armories to high schools to good time sports emporium um, in Somerville Sheldon
0: Goldberg. Was that Sheldon oh, Goldberg yeah, running he, that venue? <laughs> well,
2: he well, back in the day, he Sheldon used to be with Tony. Tony Sheldon was actually uh his merchandise guy. That's what Sheldon okay. did. Um, he's, he showed, he sold. you know he sold the uh, and he probably did a couple other things there and stuff. But he was with Tony Rumble uh, before he started running in his own stuff. Okay. Uh, yes, I think he did run there a couple of times. But that, that that place is not there anymore now. And that it's actually Home Depot. Uh, that actually there in that in that spot, you know. But in my time, we did a lot of shows in Boston and Revere and Chelsea and you know Everett and uh, you know even doing them up in Maine and upstate New York. I mean, it's like every weekend we were somewhere different, you know, three to four times a month every month, nonstop. That's
0: amazing to think. That's amazing to think about because independent wrestling, you know, it's uh. Trying to think of how to put this, it doesn't always run that way. You know what I mean? Some companies you can't uh, to get get that busy.
2: No, he he tony had a thing going on where he had everybody on lock, period. You know, between Rivera, especially in Rivera's hometown area, running that big freaking stadiums, you know, where you know you got a thousand people you know, on on a weekend show, sometimes doing two shows in one weekend, you know, and doing the annual uh, Eddie Andelman Hot Dog Safari at Suffolk Downs, you know, and and course of doing a couple shows during the course of the whole day over the weekend, having over a couple hundred thousand people, you know, I I mean, people lined up in like, like far away because they couldn't get that close to the ring, you know? I mean, just just
0: yeah.
2: a lot of excitement back in the 90s, you know? But I definitely yeah. think independent, the independent scene is coming back really strong, and it, it started doing that um, after the pandemic. But did you know, like, when the pandemic was here, it was the only wrestling company running.
0: Um, really? You I, were running I, still?
2: I ran outdoors uh, at my American Legion. I didn't run indoors. Okay. Uh, we ran, um, I had to go through the health board. And this was at the end of, this wasn't at the beginning of the pandemic. It was more towards right. the middle of it to the end. And I went through a, a lot of stuff. To, to, you know, this is when they started opening stuff. And they were like, mm-hmm. Well, indoors, not that many people, but outdoors you had up to 250 people, you know? But I had to go by certain protocols. I went by six feet apart. If this is when families, um, you know, could go there, you had to go and sit with your family. It couldn't be, if you had six chairs set up, you had to go three feet apart. Then eight chairs, three feet apart, four chairs, you know, I made it to the, the seating arrangements to where and how the tickets were sold. Lovely, and right. we did a couple of shows doing it, and we were drawing three fifty to four hundred and fifty people. You know what I mean? That Those was- were our largest shows during the, the pandemic because there was nothing going on, and we were the only ones running. But like I said, I, I had to go through the uh, COVID task force. I had them uh, spot check in. I had my, you know, stuff got to Gina Raimondo's desk, the governor of Rhode Island at the time. I went to a lot of, like, like stuff. And then they approved me, and I got the blessing from the mayor of Um, You know, but they checked. They checked once of uh, on how I did it. They were satisfied. I made it safe for everybody. And, uh, uh san- hand sanitizing stations, the ropes were wiped off, the referees wore gloves. You know, I did it all correctly, and everybody was uh, happy about it. Everybody was appreciated. That you know why? Because there was nothing else going on, and people got to have fun. You know what I mean? And it was safe.
0: Yeah, it was a very weird time uh, for entertainment. It uh, everything shut down, but on TV there was still we were still able. Professional wrestling was still available. You know what I mean through WWE and, yeah, and AEW. Know. I know, I know. I know Limitless actually ran like uh, TV tapings where they would do like uh, in their dojo or whatnot, uh, right, you know, right, for, for right. things as well. So yeah. it was it was a it was a good thing that uh, us as wrestling fans still had something to watch.
2: Right. Everybody was doing and watching when there was no fans. You know what I mean? <laughs> that that was weird. But like me, like I said, it was we did what we did. Some people might have looked at it like, uh, what the F this guy doing? No, I don't even know. I never got any bad replies. But I had a particular somebody. I'm not going to mention names because I I know it is. But I'm not going to, you know, try to make trouble. You know what I'm saying? And, um, And that's how it all got started with all this stuff. Because at the time they says, oh, you can run, you can do it. Then somebody changed their mind. And then people will cancel and stop. And I said, no, screw that. I'm going to keep rolling, you know, until I ended up getting like the news channel 12 contacted me. The Providence Journal was ready to rip me up a new ass, you know, and I got the newspaper article and I still kept it. It says promoter says he's COVID compliant, which I was. You know what I mean? But yeah. th- th- a negative thing um, that they wanted to turn this to, turn it to a really positive thing, you know? And at those times I had just incredible I had Tommy Dreamer, I had uh, uh Luke of Luca the Bushwhackers, you know what I mean? So I mean, I, I, I still had the stars come. That was it was probably it was probably their only booking, you know what I mean. Um a lot of guys wanted to come, and that's how guys I got like record ball Legerski and stuff like that, because he got a chance to come and work for him because there was nothing going on. Now he now he does now he contacts me all the time. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I now he's my... on NWA TV every week, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. Now he's on NWA TV. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But that's how yeah. I gained a lot. I gained a lot of these Connecticut guys, and they got a chance to work for me. And these western mass guys I mean I had some before that but that's how a lot of these guys came in my picture you know what I mean they got a chance to come and work and that you know and now they like working here I got a lot of I got a lot of talent I wish I could use everybody on every show but you know I mean I'm averaging keeping about 25 to you know an average 25 uh, wrestlers busy on a Saturday night
0: that's good. Uh, just don't overbook it, you know? Have too many guys on one show. I've been to shows wow. where it's just too many guys on one show and it ends up going five hours as opposed to, like, yeah. two and a half, you know?
2: We have, well, i well, the thing is we have, a, uh, we have a set time that we have to be done. So we only go eight matches. Sometimes you, you end up squeezing nine in there. Not that I want to, but it just happens that way. Cause you start talking, what happens is you end up talking to this person, that person, that person don't contact you back, you know, that quick. And then you already book something else. And then one guy for that's already booked. And then you end up doing it anyways. But our shows don't run past two hours and 50, 15 minutes, two hours and two and a half hours. And that 15 minutes of that two and a half hours is intermission. You know? Um, because we're on a global network, uh, we signed last year with Troptions Television Network, um, Heroes of the Ring of Championship Wrestling. Um, it's something that's been rolling, and we're on contract with them to two thousand twenty-four. So where it's on an app, it's like Airy TV and different things like that. We're gonna have our own channel. They're still like I, I know it's out there because I have one of my guys send me. School. You know, video screenshots of me as Crazy Chainsaw uh, when I was doing the gimmick uh, part of that television. Um, but I mean, we're we we're, we're out there. We have our own thing going on. Like some people's got IWTV or Fight or whatever. You know what I mean? We got we got a you know uh Tropson Television Network, and they're actually in fifty-seven countries. And there's only uh, a few of us that are on this network. I'm the only one in New England. Um, the other ones that are on there is GWE out uh, in Panama City. Uh, Panama, you got got Thunder Championship Wrestling out in Florida. Um, SICW out in Illinois, Southern Illinois Championship Wrestling. Yeah they're doing they've been
0: around for decades, those guys. Yeah, Yeah,
2: he's a he's a great promoter. He's been around for 50 years. Um, Uh you know, we got four corners out in Colorado. There's four companies that actually work together out there. Um, you have old school uh championship wrestling out of South Carolina. Um And there's a, there's a, there's a few others too. I think there's going to be another one coming up on the West coast too, out in California. Um, you know, so, I mean, we got our own TV deal going on, you know what I mean? On the streaming network and stuff like that. And it's something, you know, that's building and it's out there, but you just got to find it, you know? Um, Yeah.
0: And that's the beauty about independent wrestling now. There's all these streaming networks, like you mentioned, Fight and IWTV. And and uh, I know there's others, you know, there's the High Spots Network and stuff. And, uh, you know, all these uh, streaming networks that will pick up a lot of independent wrestling. And it's, it's uh, a lot easier to distribute as it was uh, uh, somewhat back in the day, maybe as opposed to, like, say, um, television and stuff such like that you know
2: yeah yeah the thing is back in the 90s i know when i was like you know uh with tony rumble or, or before that i was with him i was with e. any everything was big what was big back then public access tv
0: yeah yep. that
2: was the first thing that independent wrestling was on was was uh community television you know what i mean so yeah be where it is now compared to back in the back of my early early days of my career, it's beautiful now. They people are being spoiled, you know yeah. what I mean?
0: <laughs> you're spoiled. right, you're right. Yeah, what well, was uh, I think earlier 2000s on public access TV every Saturday morning, I think it was 9 a.m. I used to get to watch uh New England Pro Wrestling. It was hosted by The Guardian of Chaos, Big Daddy and yeah. Jeff the Hunger Man Harrison, and that was a lot of fun because it posted uh, or ran around through a lot of wrestling that was here in Connecticut and um, you know, some that was in like Massachusetts and such.
2: Yeah, me and Big Daddy, yeah. good friend, good friend of mine. I've known him a good, long yeah. time. I've probably Oh god, probably I've been in the game almost thirty years, so I mean, next year it'll be thirty years. So I've known Big Daddy probably twenty twenty eight years out of my thirty, almost thirty years, probably twenty seven years. We've been friends. Yep, um, he, he's, he's a, a hot he's a
0: guy. guy. Yeah, very good friend as well.
2: Yep, he's a hot ticket. Really, really <laughs> good dude. And he'll give you sh- he'll give his shirt off his back to any to anybody. He's just that yeah. cool. You know. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Uh, is there anything else you want to throw out there today uh, regarding uh, New World Wrestling Extreme or uh, independent wrestling as, as a whole?
2: I mean, like I said, I, I, the independent scene, especially here in New England, here's the deal. And I've had this whole thing in my head, and I was probably talking a little something like this earlier. What I want to see happen, you know, you remember territory days. Well, this yes. will kind of be similar to that once a year. I like, And if I had to be the main guy on it to take the reins and stuff like that, I'd like to see some of these independents, including New World Wrestling, along with some of these other independent quality professional wrestling now, uh, come together once a year under one banner, like a New England pro wrestling banner type of deal. And I'd like to see a a big showcase show, kind of like an anniversary show in a sense. You know, where you can come together. This promotion sends two matches. That promotion sends two matches. And you split it all together. You run it all together. And you you run it somewhere different every year. Like one year, you know, we, we run it in Connecticut. One year, we run it in Mass. One year, we run it in, you know, whatever. You know, you get what I'm saying. So I'd like to see something like that come together, you know, in the next couple of years. And I'm all game for it. And I know a few other wrestling companies that would be all game for it. But if you're gonna do it, eh, you know, you, you do it as a team. You do it, you know, and I think it'll I think it'll be something that would be very awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Um
2: as far as New World, we're gonna keep on doing what we're doing. Um like I said, I got a lot of shows. And myself, um, I've been um, asked to be involved in the New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame this year um, as myself, James Allen, a.k.a. formerly known as Trooper Gilmore, will be uh, inducted into the New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame this year on July 28th. Um, so I'm actually very excited about that, and it's it's a, a very cool thing, and I, I'm honored to be a part of that, Um, and I hope a lot of people come out and support it, and uh, like, you know, they always get a good crowd. but you know a lot of the other guys like Big Daddy, he's a Hall of Famer, yep. Slick Magnum Brown, um, Jason Rumble, Bo Douglas, I can keep going on and on and on, Um, but it's an awesome honor, and I'm glad that this is
0: happening. Uh, I, I, um, I, I got something. I'm gonna be there this year. Me and my wife are taking the trip for the entire weekend. They're gonna be up there for the Hall of Fame and for the uh, Fan Fest during the the Saturday. So yeah, I'm gonna look actually, for you, and we're gonna. I'm gonna look and meet you.
2: Yeah, and we we actually got a boot um, set up that that day. We got a boot also. I mm-hmm. think you got a boot too, don't you?
0: Yeah, I do. Yep. Yeah, yep. so we we gotta
2: we gotta boot on that. Uh, so I'll be there all day. I'll actually have the Tokyo Monster, uh, Kahagas
0: yep.
2: that weekend, which is actually the current uh, N.W.W. Extreme Champion, but he's also the first ever uh, Triple Crown Champion of the National Wrestling Alliance. So he'll be representing N.W.W. Extreme that night, uh, that day, I should say. And they'll be available for autographs and pictures and whatnot. Uh, and you'll be able to get your uh, official New World Wrestling Extreme merchandise, too, which we have plenty of it.
0: Make sure you got a size uh, 3X shirt waiting I for do- me. I know not a lot of companies like to make them.
2: I do. We got shirts. Uh, we got we got sweatshirts, hoodies. Uh, we got uh, hats. We got coffee mugs. We got coolers, uh your six pack coolers. uh We got we got a few different things. We got even we even got the foam figures.
0: There you go. <laughs> All right, I want to thank you very much for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you July twenty eighth and 29th over at the New England Absolutely. Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, and, and I'm gonna have to try to get up to one of your shows before that. I hope.
2: Yeah, come on down. I mean, with socket, you know, with socket, Rhode Island probably be like the closest one for you. You know, and that's uh, May twentieth.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'll try to get out there. Uh, I got a lot of shows coming up uh, in the next couple months, so yeah, mother. Welcome. I'll, I'll definitely put one of those on my radar.
2: Yeah, come on up, man. You're more than welcome, man. It'll be good to have you.
1: All
0: right. Well, I want to thank you very much for uh, coming on here, and I hope everybody goes out and checks out New World Wrestling Extreme on uh, online on the social media. And uh, thank you.
2: All right, man. Hey, thanks a lot. Have a good night. Peace.